AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Carefully Reckless, a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect. And just like that, we're back with yet another Carefully Reckless episode with your girl, Jess Hilarious. We're going to jump straight in. It's Jess Fix My Mess. Y'all already know people are submitting more and more voice memos, and I am loving it because that means I don't have to read these long run-on sentence-ass paragraphs that y'all be sending me. So here we go. Hi, Jess. Long story short, I have a five-year-old with an abuser, and the abuse has come to a boiling point where I cannot take it anymore. It doesn't stop. I file charges. Don't get me wrong. I fight. because Not because I want to, because I have to. But now it's to the point where I have to constantly get into it with his family for disrespecting me and the girlfriend because she feels like she's entitled to my child. And I don't understand that considering she don't have no kids and I would never send my child with somebody who has a problem with me. I am sick of the abuse. My son is extremely traumatized. And I need space. I was in that relationship for five years. I have 
been beaten to the point of having a concussion. I have a deviated septum. I've had patches of hair missing. Mm. You name it. I don't want to be that parent away from his father, but I have no idea what else to do. It is paining me to have to do this. And I know he loves his dad, but it is draining me. And it is not fair that he gets to come around, beat up on me, and then go live his life peacefully while we suffer. I love the fact that you and Rome have a good relationship. I thought that maybe taking tips from you would help, but he's so severely messed up in the head and had too many mommy issues for me to deal with, to even co-parent with. I need your help. Baby, you already know what you have to do. So you were in a five-year relationship with this man. When did this fucking abuse start? Like, when did it start? Because if it's always been something that you kind of like let roll off your back, maybe he felt as if it was okay because they'll do what you allow. You know, men will do what you allow. Maybe you ignored red flags because there's no fucking way. This man has beaten you to a point of having a concussion. And you said some other shit that was going on with you. Patches of hair missing and all that other shit. And you stayed after this. Now, I know what you said. Don't get you wrong. You fight. But you shouldn't have to fight a motherfucking man. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you fight or not. You should not have to fight your children's father. You shouldn't have to fight no man, but definitely not a man that gave you a child. Like, fuck no. How could he even feel like a man beating on a woman who was the mother of his child? And then, you know, you said you get into it with the family, you know, his girlfriend. He has a girlfriend who he's probably more than likely beaten the fuck out of as well. But she has a problem with you. And so your child is traumatized and all that shit. No, 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 no. No, you don't want to be that parent who does not allow your son's father to see him. However, this is detrimental to your life. Y'all argue, y'all fight. You have to fight his family. You No, you have to find a way to explain to your baby why he has to take a break from daddy. You know, just until your son's dad gets himself together. Fuck the girlfriend. Fuck his family. It's about you and your safety. It's about staying away from him and explaining to him why. He needs to understand why. You need a fucking restraining order or a peace order or some type of order put in place. Now, I know the law is a big ass fucking joke when it comes to domestic violence and things of that nature, but you need to do what you can. This is not something that I would let roll off my back. And you actually need more help than just fix my mess. Girl, you need the whole armor of God, obviously. This is dangerous. I feel for you. I will keep you in my prayers, but I this is dangerous. God damn. Like, and then your baby boy is so young to even have to go through this. Do y'all fight in front of him? Does he hit you in front of your child? Do y'all, you know, like th- this is this is a lot. You told me he was traumatized, so maybe that is the answer to that question. Yes. Y'all actually do this in front of him. That's not good. That's not healthy. That's showing your son that he can disrespect women if his father acts out in front of him. It's showing him that mommy is a punching bag. You know, it's showing him how to treat women, which is not a good thing. You understand me? So I understand you don't want to be that parent that takes the son, that takes the child away from his father. But right now you have to be that parent. 
and you have to do it for the well-being of yourself, for your mental sanity, so you can raise your son the right way, so you can be in the right mind to even raise your child. Because if you ain't no good, you can't be no good for you, baby. All right. Check back in with me with an update, girl. That's really sad. I don't think people really understand the severity of an abusive relationship. I don't think people really, really take it serious until they can't get out. I think people ignore, ignore, ignore. They hope for the best. They pray that this man changes or they pray that the woman changes because, you know, women can be abusers as well. They continue to stay in these relationships, hoping that the person will change. And more times often than not, they don't. And people wait too late to do something. I really hope that she gets help for her and her child because that shit ain't nothing to play with. Seriously. Hold up, hold up. I know this shit getting good, but listen to just a couple seconds of a commercial. If you love me, you'll listen. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do find this missing girlfriend and tell her story with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one like my producer Anna oh my god my friend Dr. Mindy Shapiro hi it's Dr. Shapiro and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner and of course Gail's sister Elaine Katz having no closure it kills you join us as we try to solve a 35 year old cold case it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Moving on. This is like my fifth time trying to send this message. I just feel so ashamed. But I just, I feel like I have to just let it out. I will get therapy, but I recently saw this TikTok trend where, you know, girls were saying, like, if a girl wants to be your friend and she doesn't have any friends, then that's a huge red flag. And when I first saw that TikTok, I was like, man, fuck y'all bitches. Like, what the fuck? There's mad bitches that have zero friends but mm-hmm. are hella cool. It's me. I'm bitches. Zero friends, but <laughs> cool, I guess. I don't fucking know. <sighs> Let me just start off by saying this. I didn't have a, a good life growing up, you know? I didn't have two parents who, you know, watched me and taught me things. I'm learning things on my own. I grew up with a single mom. My dad passed away when I was a kid, when mm-hmm. I was a baby. Um, so my mom, you know, had to pick up the pieces. I have nine siblings, and she had to figure out a way to keep a roof over her head. You know what I mean? Had mm-hmm. three jobs, was living on Section 8. We didn't have any money. My mom was starting, you know, starting from the bottom when I was young. And that resulted in me, you know, having a very traumatic childhood because... You know, when you leave siblings with other siblings and and I don't I don't blame my siblings for what happened to me as a baby, but you know, it was it was somebody's fault because I was just a fucking baby. I had something very traumatic happen to me that I did not deserve. And it was because I was neglected. You know, my mom left me with my siblings, but they never watched me. So imagine a kid six, seven years old just roaming the streets. <laughs> mm. Nobody gives a fuck. I mean, sometimes my sister would come back home from partying with her friends. She's a teenager, you know what I mean? Mm. What teenager wants to take care of a baby? She would see me just roaming the streets and be like, yo, go back in the house. And then she would change and then go back outside. And that's when I would just leave whenever my siblings would leave. Mm. And yeah, just a lot of traumatic things happened to me. 
at that age, I don't really want to get into it, but mm. whatever you think is the worst thing that could ha happen to a child is what happened. What happened to me? Oh. So back to what I first said about friends. I found myself in my 20s not really having any friends. Mm. I like to take it back to when I was a kid, fifth grade. <sighs> there was this girl... You know, she had a boyfriend. She had a lot of friends. I was just really jealous of her. So what did I do? I just bullied her. Young me had friends. I've always had friends in school. I was never a loner kid, okay? But I was just a bully. This girl literally got a Valentine's Day gift one time, and I fucking threw her shit in the fucking garbage, in the fucking toilet. Told her, fight me in class, fight me. Because she was like, yo, why did you do that? Fifth grade graduation, spilled milk on her gown dress. Like, why? Everybody was laughing. Like, what? That was so problematic. Middle school, this girl lets me borrow her laptop. And I bring it back. And on the bus, I find a video of her dancing in her underwear. I showed everybody in the bus. Humiliated her. For what? Middle school. This girl, I was jealous of how beautiful, beautiful she was bullied her, constantly made fun of her in front of her face, wouldn't let her join my friend group. For what? I don't even know. <laughs> High school, my best friend, her sex tape was leaked. All she asked me was, yo, find out. Can you please find out who did it? I find out who did it. I gave her the name. She said, who told you? Because she needs to know everything. And I told her, I'm not going to tell you because the girl that told me told me not to tell her. For what reason? <laughs> I don't even know. Another girl that I was really close with, you know, we grew up in the same neighborhood. We were always close. I literally just stole her iPad just to piss her off. No, it was an iPod, sorry. You know, like the music shuffle iPod. Mm -hmm. Stole it from her house. Told everybody. And I was like, bitch, you're not getting it back. Just bullied her. No reason. Just because I felt like it. It's just so many fucked up things. Slept with my best friend's boyfriend. Stole every nigga she ever been with talked shit about her on social media told all her business because i was mad at her for no reason mm. over me fighting her when i was drunk that she was defending herself pissed me off so i went on social media i was still drunk told all her business on social media she still forgave me yeah. one day we were at a house party i didn't want to drive her to her house i was drunk and i didn't want to get a dui and I knew how to go to my house, but I didn't want to bring her with me. Just left her at a party. Anything could happen to her. Just left her. Didn't care. No empathy whatsoever. And there's so many other things, but I just, I can't think of it right now. But those are just a list of things throughout the years that I've done. For what reason exactly? I don't know. And now I'm in my late 20s. I don't have anybody. I don't have any friends. I don't have anybody to talk to. I don't have anything. I have siblings that I'm close with, but it's not the same. There's things that you want to talk to your friends about that you can't talk to your siblings about. Mm -hmm. And I just want a connection. I just want, I want real, you know, friendship, womanhood circle around me. But I feel like I'm getting the karma over all my younger years of screwing people over. But mm -hmm. is it really karma if, if you had a fucked up life too? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. How am I supposed to know how to treat people if I was never taught anything? Mm -hmm. I was never shown anything.
My sibling's idea of trying to raise me was beating the fuck out of me. I remember mm. when I got suspended in fifth grade for bullying that girl. My sibling was like, I opened the door. I already felt bad for what I did. He was like, I got a belt and I got a hanger. Which one am I going to beat the fuck out of you with? And yeah, I got, I got beat up. I skipped class one day in high school. He put his foot in my fucking chest. I couldn't breathe. I stole my mom's husband's credit card and bought a bunch of shit. Literally, my face was bleeding. My chest was red from how badly I was beaten. Just all around, just me getting abused in my house, and now I'm going out and I'm abusing people. I don't understand why I'm still suffering. Like, why am I suffering? And why am I feeling the karma of what I did to women in the past and now I have no friends because of that? I don't understand how karma works. Like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get what I'm doing. I do want to change. I see, I see it now, you know, after all these years. It took a one TikTok for me to realize that I'm not good. I'm not a good person. Mm. But I always felt like a good person. I always felt like, damn, like, what the fuck? Why Why did that person do that to me? Why did that person backstab me like that? No one's ever done any of this shit that I've didn't done to people. The worst thing that people have ever done to me is probably just talk behind my back. That's it. Spread rumors about me. Like, there's nothing that, that anybody has done ever done that. And when I say anybody, I mean, like, in regards to friends. I mean, I've had a lot of very, very traumatic stuff happen to me because of my family, you know? But I'm talking about, like, friends at the moment, you know? I've never really had a friend that was, like, horrible to me. I've never had any of that. I mean, I've had fake bitches around me. It was because I was fake. I've had fake friends because I was the fake friend. I've had backstabbing weird bitches because I was the backstabbing weird bitch. I was the company that I kept. <sighs> you know, so... How do you change? Now that I've acknowledged that all of the shit that I've done and probably even done more, I can't remember right now, what do I do? You know what I mean? Do you think that I should just not have friends for a little bit longer? Should I write down and think of all the stuff that I've done? Like, list by list of age by age, up until now, I'm still young. Of course, I have more life to live. But I don't want to keep living like this, you know? I don't want to keep attracting bad people. And I'm like, why am I always attracting bad friends? Why am I always attracting bad friends? And now I realize that I've always been the bad friend. They relate to me. They love the fact that I'm just like them. I envy my sister. She has had the same friends since she was a kid. When I tell you this girl, there are people from, like, when she was a child still asking about her, still praising her. I'm so jealous of that. Like, I don't know what she does. She's very private. Um, she doesn't really tell me anything. I think she knows <laughs> that I'm a fake ass person. So I don't. I don't. I don't blame her. I don't know anything about about that girl. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows anything about her, mm -hmm. and I admire her for that. Um, and I love her for that. She's always been there for me, even though I've never really had any real friends. I can say that my siblings in my adult years, have been my bestest friends. And and I don't think they know, like, mm. how much they mean to me. At a time like this in my life where I've just had a horrible shit happen to me, you know, over and over again. And 
you know, I can say that even though, like, none of my friends ever stuck, I think my sisters have definitely, like, have stuck with me, you know, and I love them, like, so much. But I feel so lonely now, and I feel so shitty. I feel so bad, and... I wish I could apologize to those girls. I probably traumatized them because I was traumatized. I definitely want to change. I want to change. I want to be better. I want to have an amazing circle of friends, you know, and I want to be happy. And I just want to move on. And I'm tired of crying all the time Mm -hmm. when I'm in my apartment by myself. And I realize, like, damn, bitch, you just finished a whole fucking bottle of wine. (laughs) (laughs) by yourself night after night thinking you're having a ball but deep down you're just lonely and the first person that talks to you you end up spilling all of your fucking secrets because you genuinely want someone to talk to Mm. that's me right now but yeah thank you for listening and I know I know it'll get better damn baby girl if you love me you'll listen to this commercial and then we'll be right back. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, 
a military-trained seduction spy, reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and sociopolitical factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, let me tell you, you sent me through a series of emotions with your story. I'm going to tell you, I went from being sad, sorry for you, disappointed, angry with you, content with you, proud of you, wanting to beat your ass to wanting to hug you, grab you and just hug you and tell you that it is okay. I'm not going to sit here and say it's okay. You should be forgiven for everything you did. No, you didn't fucked over some people, but you already know you did. I don't have to beat a dead horse. You already know what you did was wrong. And when it comes to karma, no, no, I don't believe that's what you're getting. I don't believe that this is your karma or any of that shit. What I do believe is hurt people hurt people. Yes, you was traumatized. From a kid up until you were a fucking adult, you got the shit beat out of you. Your mother didn't raise you. Your father died. You and your siblings had to fend for yourselves. So you basically raised yourself along with your siblings, wherever they could pitch in and, and help raise you as well. Y'all raised each other. It's nine of you. I see things like this all the time. I grew up around families like this. I've seen it. 
going to tell you a story. I'm serious. Someone who was once a friend of mine, y'all may know this story a couple years ago. This girl had put my personal information all over the internet. Not my sister. My sister had did it to me, but I had a friend. She put both of my phone numbers, my address, because I had made her angry. We were arguing back and forth and she did that. You know, I had to move out of my house. I had to change both of my numbers. The same number that I've had since middle school (laughs) that everyone knew, everybody in the industry, old friends, family, all that people, important people had to change that. She came from a big family. Her mother didn't raise her either. Her mother was somewhere chasing men and shit like that. You know what I mean? She don't have her father. Her father's actually dying if he's not already dead. But he was never in her fucking life. Didn't even want to meet her while he was sick on his deathbed. Didn't even want to fucking apologize for anything that he did or anything that he didn't do as a father. Her and her siblings had to raise each other in a house. She used to be walking up and down the street barefoot. Same shit that you are describing to me happened to this girl that was once my friend. Every friendship that she has created and and she has been in, she has fucked up. So when I look at you and I look at your story, you remind me of my old friend. We recently reconnected. I, I will never, ever, ever trust her ever again in my presence with my new address, with any of my numbers, but we kind of speak here and there on social media. She's pregnant now, but she described some of the same things that you described to me. She was a very lonely person. I don't know if she is now, but I have forgiven her for everything that she's done because there were some really good memories that we had in our friendship, you know, before all that shit went down. But I realized she's hurt from her childhood. You are hurt from your childhood. And You inflict pain on others because it was inflicted on you. Hurt people hurt people. I know that's a very cliche saying, but it's true. You are very fucking hurt and you're damaged. And I suggest that you get into like a peace group. I don't know if you go to church. I don't know if you're a Christian or not or whatever, but there are all types of groups, different types of groups that you can get in to build your social status, learning how to treat people. You said you don't know how to treat people. You can start by first writing down how you want to be treated. What do you want to feel? Do you want to feel how you felt growing up? No, fuck no. Do you want to feel like those girls that you ridiculed and you tortured and you bullied and shit? You want to feel like that? No, you don't want to feel like that. Do you want to do that shit? No, you don't want to do that shit. I think that that's a good outlet for you. You should get into one of those groups. There are other people just like you. You feel like you're lonely. There are other people who feel just like you. You're not the only one that's dealing with that. You know, I think that that's what you should do. You should should seek social groups to be in. You know, I think you should continue to reach out to me after listening to you. I will be checking in on you. Uh, This is off air. You know what I mean? This is not only for Carefully Reckless. You cried. I can tell you're hurt. You still need to heal. You still need to get past what happened to you as a child. Because if you don't, you'll let it hinder you for the rest of your life. You know, you still got a lot of life to live. You know, you answered a lot of your own questions. You know what you need to do going forward. I think that's the healthiest thing for you to do. That's a good start for you. You need therapy as well. You need counseling before you get in these groups. There are things that you need 
to get out. You had a lot bottled up. I could have given you your own episode with the things that you and I could sit and talk about back and forth. I want you to check in with me. Jesus, girl, you got me fucking emotional, girl. You need to uh, check in with me more, way more. Um, And I'll be checking in on you too. And I want to let you know, I don't know you from a can of paint. You don't know me. But from one woman to another, one young lady to another, I love you. I do love you. I think you need to hear that. I think you need some type of affection. I think you need to reunite with your mother as well, you know, and tell her how you feel. You don't have your dad. You don't have a dad, you know, but you still do have a living parent. I think she gave up on being a mother. So you blame her for a lot of things, but I think that you need to talk to her. I think you need to seek counseling, therapy, like a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I can't sit here and tell you that I know the accurate difference. Like I really don't know the exact difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. But shit, we gonna figure this shit out together. Cause I'm all about helping people, not just women, mainly women. And then I want you to seek those peace groups, you know, those social groups and shit. They're everywhere, everywhere. I know you don't want to hurt people for the rest of your fucking life. Who the fuck does? You couldn't have been getting no type of enjoyment out of fucking up other people's lives and fucking up all those bonds and and fucking your, your homegirls, niggas and shit like that. Deep down inside, no, 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 no. You thought that shit made you feel better. It didn't. Temporarily it did. But no, you right back to square one. I want you to check in with me. I'm serious about that. And on that note, we're going to end this episode. This one has been a very emotional one (laughs) for me. I'm not going to lie that that shit is going to be on my mind. But I want you guys to tune into co-parenting therapy at 7 p.m. tonight. Me and Jerome are sitting down with our very first guest. And you guys do not want to miss it. Make sure you tune into Carefully Reckless each and every Wednesday morning as early as 7 a.m. Whether you're on your way to work, on your way to the gym, already at work or already at the gym, taking your babies to school, wherever you find your podcast. Make sure you tune in every week. And in my deepest Pam voice, peace. Carefully Reckless is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. 
For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.